Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. We're told the UK and France are close to agreeing a deal to tackle the surge of migrants crossing the channel in small boats. Work and Pension Secretary Mel Stride revealed the two countries are in the final stages of an agreement as Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and French President Emmanuel Macron discussed the deal at COP27 in Egypt. Pressure has been building on the government to tackle the issue after migrants at the Manston Processing Centre in Kent reported being given mouldy food and getting ill, with reports the site was overcrowded. Yesterday, Immigration Minister Robert Jenrick said population levels at the centre had been reduced. I can tell the House that as of 8am this morning, the population at the Manston facility was back below 1,600. This is a significant reduction from this point last week, with over 2,300 people being placed in onward accommodation. Mr Speaker, I'd like to thank my Border Force officers, members of the Armed Forces, our contractors and Home Office staff who've worked tirelessly to help achieve this reduction. So far this year, almost 40,000 migrants have arrived in the UK after crossing the Channel. And a report by the Institute for Public Policy Research found that 94% of those arriving by small boat are asylum seekers. Joining me now to discuss more about the deal is the Evening Standard's Deputy Political Editor, David Bond. So David, we are apparently close to seeing this new deal between the UK and France to tackle immigration, specifically crossing the Channel. First of all, what do we know about it so far? We know uh, because number 10 put out a statement last night after uh, Rishi Sunak met Emmanuel Macron at the COP27 summit. We know that they are saying that they are close to a deal, but they're releasing very few details. In fact, they're releasing no details at the moment. And the line from number 10, repeated again by the Work and Pension Secretary, Mel Stride, this morning on the broadcast round was that they are in the final stages of an agreement, but the uh, sort of Westminster sources are saying that those final stages could still take quite a long time. But so we're, we're not exactly sure when it will be agreed or what's in it, but it does feel like the mood music has definitely shifted. Is there any indication about what this deal could include and any hints as to how the two countries could manage the situation? 
Well, I think if you look at some of the speculation that's around in terms of what this deal might look like, it's probably similar to other deals that have been close before between the UK and France. So it's things like allowing a UK border force to deploy in France to get more patrols, more French gendarmes on the beaches to try and prevent boats, small boats, departing from the French side and crucially more money. And one of the numbers that's being kicked around today is something of the order of £80 million, which doesn't sound like a great deal, but clearly for such a sensitive subject, the idea of the UK sending money to France to deal with this problem, many, many Conservative MPs on the right think this is a problem that France should be solving, that they should be doing more. So it's it's not without its problems sending money to France. But of course, the French say, look, if you want us to help you on this, we're going to have to get more money. So I think finding some kind of financial agreement between the two would be a major breakthrough. But as I say, at the moment, no one's confirming those details. And it could be a little while until we find out what those details are. And we know human rights campaigners have been calling for more action on those actually trafficking people from France to the UK, offering up these boats. Do you think there will be a big focus on that as part of this deal? Well, I think so, because that's always been the focus of some of the, 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 the problems that the government has faced around the migrants crisis. I mean, look at the whole issue around Rwanda, which Priti Patel, the former Home Secretary, a few Home Secretaries ago now, if you count Suella Bravman as having two goes, you know, she introduced the Rwanda plan, but uh, so far... That has been mired in in legal cases preventing planes leaving uh, from the UK to Rwanda for this this processing of asylum seekers. So government points to lefty lawyers and people trying to sort of scupper their best laid plans to try and solve this problem. Uh, But clearly, you know, there is a concern that especially since Suella Braverman came back to the Home Office as Home Secretary, having been reappointed by Rishi Sunak, that, you know, that they human rights could be sort of at risk as the UK tries to solve this problem. Rishi Sunak has made it clear that they will deal with this in a compassionate way. And so, you know, they're clearly sensitive to the potential for this to blow up again. But at the moment, it really, really does hinge on, on Mr Sunak trying to get a win uh, with this deal with the French. Let's take a break now. In part two, David explains how the rejuvenated relationship between the UK and France and Rishi Sunak and Emmanuel Macron may help a deal go through. Trust leaving, replaced by Rishi Sunak, different tone. And then you look at the, some of the pictures around that meeting in Egypt yesterday on, at the COP27 summit, you know, it very much looked like a full bromance was, was underway there. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. You mentioned the Rwanda programme. Is there any indication that this deal could impact or affect that programme itself? Not at the minute. It still seems to be mired in, in, in a legal quagmire. So I think that is a difficult labour, of course, and the Lib Dems and other opposition parties saying that this will never work. It's an it's a idea that will never actually provide the solution to this problem. But of course, the government is still committed to it. Rishi Sunak has said he's committed to it. So the Bravman has said she's committed to it. So they are going to continue to try and uh, make it happen. Obviously, this immigration issue is a big one for Rishi Sunak to deal with. Is there optimism around this deal that we're apparently close to or are people a bit more sort of critical of it? It feels like there's a bit more optimism around. Certainly, if you listen to Mel Stride, who's a big ally of Rishi Sunak, uh, working pension secretary, uh, talking on the media around uh, on, on Tuesday morning, he was saying that there's been a major shift in the tone of relations between France and the UK. If you go back to the summer, of course, when Liz Truss was on her way, her triumphant march through the Tory leadership campaign to become the next Conservative leader, uh, she made that very, very acidic remark about Emmanuel Macron on this question of whether he was friend or foe. And, he, and she said the jury was was out on that. And I think that really soured relations which were already strained, to be frank, by Brexit and the Northern Ireland Protocol wrangling, which continues, and over this whole question of uh, stopping small boats making the, the channel crossing. So I think at that point, you know, the French just thought they couldn't do business with Liz Truss. So I think Truss leaving, replaced by Rishi Sunak, different tone, and then you look at the, some of the pictures around that meeting in Egypt yesterday on, at the COP27 summit, you know, it very much looked like a full bromance was, was underway there. Pictures of them embracing on the front pages of the papers this morning. So there is a sense, certainly Mel Stride thinks that there is a big shift that Rishi Sunak is a details guy who's been working you know, on this intensely trying to come up with a solution. And that in turn has led to a shift from the French who think that he is someone who can get something done. Until we actually see that something is done and agreed, then I think we have to remain a bit sceptical. But it certainly feels that uh, there's a bit more chance of progress. Politically for Rishi Sunak, if he can find a solution that's well received by MPs and the public, how big a win could this be for him early on, really, in his uh, in his time as Prime Minister? 
Well, I think it would be a big win. I think there's the big question of how it would play with the uh, Tory right, who he's, of course, trying to pull off this incredibly difficult balancing act between the centrists and his party and those on the right. He's trying to bring this all together with this coalition, hence why Suella Braverman is in the cabinet still and Home Secretary, despite all these questions over her reappointment, having breached security guidelines. So I think if he can pull off a deal, it has to satisfy the Tory right, a sense that actually, you know, it is going to limit migration, that there will be greater controls, that you're not going to see this sort of chaos uh, unfolding in the Channel and on the Kent coast. But I think he will be judged more on the uh, way that the autumn statement falls next Thursday, to be honest. I think that is the key thing uh, coming up for him and for the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt. They cannot afford for there to be any more slip-ups. They cannot afford to spook the markets anymore. They need to sort of give this impression that they are being fiscally responsible at the same time as not plunging the country into austerity again and choking off any chance of growth. So I think that that is really his priority and that's what he'll be judged on in the first few months. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.